0: Brought to you by Fruitnet Media, this is Fruitbox. Hello and welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week, I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face today. I want these 15-minute conversations, which we now broadcast once a week every Thursday, to give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Now, over the last couple of weeks, we've talked here on Fruitbox about some of the big changes this pandemic has brought to the market. First, we heard from Ben Page, Ipsos Mori, and and in the last two episodes, I've spoken with Philippe Binard of Fresh Fell in Brussels and Tom Stencil at United Fresh in Washington, D.C. Uh, Today, I want to turn our focus to food retail, and in particular, uh, to look at how our products, namely fresh fruits and vegetables, are sold to consumers. Now, Now, the pandemic, you know, this already has really shaken things up in every aspect of our lives, the blurring of home and work, for starters, and we can all think of how it's had an impact on the food we eat and on where and how we buy it. Uh, and, And so how are food retailers managing their way through these changes? And what differences will these changes make to the way in which food retailers might work in future? Big questions. And to talk to me about these and other issues, I'm delighted to be joined on Fruitbox today by Lisa Raskia. She's the head of trading in fresh produce, horticulture and frozen at Marks & Spencer, one of the world's biggest and best names in food retailing. Lisa, hi, welcome to Fruitbox.
1: Hi, Chris. Uh, Thanks so much for inviting me on today. Um, As you say, we've truly been living in unprecedented times and possibly the most exciting (laughs) any of us have ever seen in our careers. Uh, so so much has changed, and uh, at M&S, um, you know, our, our statement will never be the same again. Is
0: I, is so true? I can imagine. But uh, I'd I'd like to look at uh, uh, and come on to some of the consequences of this pandemic uh, in a moment. But could we start with perhaps its most immediate impact that you've felt? How have your sales of fresh fruits and vegetables at M&S have they grown? I imagine they have over the past twelve months. And and which have been the big winners for you?
1: So uh, absolutely, I. I joined just before Christmas in 2019 and no sooner had the ink dried on my three-year plan uh, when the pandemic hit us. And the the upside is in less than 12 months, we've achieved some of the hardest bits we were going after, um, which is really around attracting family shoppers and attracting more of a large basket shop. Um, So the pandemic has come with that and with for us a real surge in basic produce items, as we call it, because we've always been known as kind of a prepared convenience produce retailer. So, um, you know, it's been fantastic. Um, there's been lots in the press, particularly this week. It's um, it's interesting timing from some of the other retailers around, you know, the areas that have been performing really strongly. And there's real consistency. Um, we're seeing the same. Um for us, Remarksable has been incredibly strong. Uh, it performed brilliantly through lockdown one and we added lines to the range for um, the September launch um, and it's, it's doing fantastically. Um, it wouldn't surprise you. I think most people recognise the, the quality of m and potatoes. So when I say that the uh, Remarksable 2kg potato line is you know, the biggest success at nearly 200% up on the year, but, but the whole range is performing strongly. You know, the worst performer, I won't say which one it is, um, it, even it's up 25%. So clearly there is this trend towards value, you know, great quality at a great price, but also clearly scratch cooking because these are all whole head produce that people have to do something with. Um, we've seen more lunch occasions coming through, um, particularly the timing of a lot of the lockdown last year. So salads are really buoyant, Um, peppers 50% up, salad onions nearly 40% up, but all those core components seeing really significant growth. Um, We can see how customers are looking for products that help their immunity. Um, I think we've heard this before as well. Ginger's up a hundred percent. We've tripled our sales on turmeric. Um, Citrus is up 15% on the year, but actually In lockdown one, it was so extreme, the the sales level, that we we launched a nutrition campaign called Eat In Color, where we tried to highlight other products on the shelf that were high in vitamin C or any of the kind of immunity benefits. And that was really successful because it drove sales into some of those areas. So definitely seeing some of the core trends The dot-com channel that that we have, um, as you know, for kind of gifting and for flowers, um, allowed us to launch some veg boxes, some mixed produce boxes and a fruit box um, at the time when no one could access online slots before all the retailers increased their capacity. And, you know, those lines, you know, sold almost three million just in, in that lockdown. So, hugely successful and we feel like we were able to to offer something that that helped customers shop Um, and then September we joined forces with Ocado so couldn't have been a better time to get our products online and it's it's almost the showroom for our products which has been fantastic so so yes I think it's been a real success story in in the growth of whole head produce I can't shy away from the fact that, um, you know, most of our franchise business is closed. The convenience or food on the move mission has dropped away significantly. And that that has affected me in all of my prepared areas, prepared salads, prepared fruit. The interesting thing that we, we also saw was how much of our kind of core heartland fruit areas were also being picked up as part of that mission. You know, strawberries and cherries, for example. So... Delighted that those are still in double digit growth, even though I've lost all of that mission mm-hmm. um, and it is significant in, in the cluster. So, you know, for me, the perfect outcome is I retain the new customers um, and this new large basket shop and core produce. But equally, the, I recover some of those old loyal convenience shoppers, mm-hmm. um, possibly wishful thinking, but, you know, a habit doesn't take <laughs> A year to create—it's a lot shorter than that. So, yeah, Absolutely. I'm very hopeful it will it will stick with us.
0: Yeah. Well, let, let's uh, uh, um, d- dig a bit deeper on some of these issues and um, and talk about them. And I'd li- I'd like to come on to e-commerce in a in a moment. But first, to just kind of understand a bit better this reputation that you've developed over so many years for quality and difference and convenience, as you've as you've talked about it. Now. It sounds as though it's been pretty, pretty difficult, certainly in the conveni- convenience area, to sustain that approach over the last 12 months for obvious reasons. But but what can we expect from you in future once the pandemic is over, that, that you kind of, that convenience element comes back into, into store and is a real driver again? Or do you see that actually you're going to, to, to be able to grow more sustainably those sales of, uh, you know, the traditional products, if you will, that you've made such great gains on over the last uh, several months?
1: I think you're you're absolutely right. And you've got to the heart of who we are. We are about quality and differentiation. Um, It's what customers expect from us and why they come to us. And it hasn't been hard to maintain either of those through the lockdown. the The challenge with you know weather and everything else has been the availability at the quality we wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just been so fortunate, Chris, and you know huge thank you to our suppliers and growers who have worked with us for so long that they've understood our quality standards. so, we haven't been in pack houses and farms as much as we all would have been in the past and it's that long-term relationship and understanding us and our customers that has really made sure that that we've stuck to our guns so to speak and delivered the best quality always but continue that innovation and um, it's great that you recognize our innovation and prepared but actually we work really really hard at innovation in the core um, and we we try to find you know, the the future, you know, where our customers are heading and trying to get our core to that level and also continuing to drive our quality standards. So we do a lot of work on varietal and agronomic innovation. And, you know, you still have seen that from us lately. You know, our easy peel of grapefruits this year are, you know, my my most exciting thing, because I've always loved grapefruits and that effortless ability to just, you know, whip off the skin and eat it is great. Um, but we've also got some fairly significant lines that are still a way off commercialisation but becoming quite meaningful, you know, Le Melon, Banzai and um, Kissabelle Apples, just to name a few. So, you know, we haven't rested because it was difficult and challenging. Mm-hmm. And I think what you'll see in the next 12 months is some super exciting stuff that, that probably highlights agronomic innovation as much as it highlights varietal innovation. So... We have not been resting. We've been trading as hard as we could possibly trade, but at the same time, constantly focusing on, on what is at the core of, of who we are at m and so, yeah, um, it's um, it's not going to stop. And uh summer's going to be very exciting. Um, you know, we are absolutely planning for, you know, the summer of freedom, as as we're calling it. Mm. Uh, and we're all hoping for. Um, and that plays so beautifully into salads and, and fruit in particular.
0: May it come very, very soon. Now, uh, you mentioned uh, you started, uh, well, <laughs> just the time that the just before the pandemic hit and and it actually was about that time that you introduced also at M&S a brand new retail format um, now the f- new format it seemed to me was a real is a is a real step change not only for mns but for the uk as a whole uh, and it was no surprise to me that it was awarded the first ever fruit Logistica award for retail excellence in berlin uh, almost a year ago to the day Tell us something about the difference this new store format has made to your approach at M&S, and how will it change your approach in future? I mean, for starters, it seems to me, as a shopper going in there, there's a focus on on fewer products, on a more visible and rather clearer, sharper pricing, if we can, on on more loose produce, on on other innovations in in, in the store. Um, tell us some more about it, uh, Lisa.
1: Yeah. I think renewal em- embodies our ambition to have the, the soul of a fresh market and the mind of a supermarket. And, you know, we've continued to roll it out through the pandemic. Um, we've got 11 renewal stores now. Um, any stores that were up for refresh have received the same treatment. And we've got another 11 coming up in the next four months. So, you know, it, it absolutely is the future of m and um, renewal is, as you say, about the excitement of shopping, um, and we want to bring that kind of theatre and experience into our stores. Um, the latest ones have got, you know, the interactive Percy. We've got wine and coffee tasting. My own pick-your-own frozen. Um, interesting start. Um, and we've got a fabulous flower cart up in, in Manchester that we can roll out onto the main street um, to capture commuters and people, you know, having a having a lunch break. That's a good idea. So, it's just a fantastic opportunity to to trial new things and having this transformation project that that lets us really push the boundaries and actually doesn't feel like we've got enough opportunities and ideas um, really keeps us us on our toes. Um, It's also for us another platform for innovation. Um, Our business thrives on innovation, as I've said, and We've got this size and a flexibility of model that plays so beautifully into commercialization of crops. So, you know, we we have been really lucky to work with forward-thinking growers who see that benefit of, you know, even from your smallest crop, I can get it onto the shelf. And then we've got a great marketing team led by Sherry who love to shout about our products. So we really create kind of a showcase for for new innovation. And renewal is just another tool in that toolbox that we can offer to to growers to help us drive that innovation platform. Um, But I think the thing to remember, Chris, which possibly answers your question more, is we still have a really large estate with very loyal customers who want M&S products, um, no matter what format they're shopping in. And, you know, at the heart of any good retailer, is making sure that you've got the right product in the right shop at the right times for those customers in that shop to shop. And that is an absolute relentless focus for me and for my team. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, renewal is just one more part of that process. Mm-hmm.
0: At my local store here in central London, there's one of these in-farm in, in farm herb uh, little vertical farms that produce fresh herbs. I am hoping to get them uh, on the program uh, one day in future. And it, and it seems to me that that seeing that that as it were little vertical farm in the store is all about creating a sense of excitement. I, I watch shoppers and how they look at it and think, "Oh, what's that?" And they go and actually buy some herbs as a result. Um, and it seems to me that this renewal, as you're talking, as you call it, is the, the, the way you term these stores, is all about creating that excitement in store to make it much food shop food shopping shouldn't be a weekly chore which it is for so many people um and i want to come up to the the other issue related in a sec but it's about that that people will buy online and yet they miss all of that excitement in store don't they and you want to bring that excitement of the install back Uh
1: that, that theatre is at the heart of it, and, um, you know, it, it is the environment you describe where, you know, there's the abundance of fresh product, you know, the theatre of In Farm, the ability to pick your own frozen products, the quantities that you want, you know, tasting the wine and coffee before you buy it. You know, all those things um, just make the store an experience, as you describe, um, you know, so that complementary trial piece to then encourage people to buy in our stores and buy our products online with a And
0: and and the, the 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 thing that feels to me rather revolutionary about it in a way is that and you'll forgive me for putting it this way, but uh, going into a Marks and Spencer store in the past was often walking like feeling like walking into a rather sterile environment, you know where there was no doubt about the quality of the produce that there was but there wasn't that sense of excitement or or you know of the product in the in the in the, in the way there is today um with your renewal stores and 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 this renewal of the store, mounts, store formats rather is crucial for the future of food if we're going to get more people to go into stores to buy it it seems to me and of course the pandemic has seen the shift to online you've spoken about it nemesis your Bang on trend because you now own part of Ocado, the e-commerce platform. But what impact has e-commerce had on your supply chain? Presumably, you need fresh fruits and vegetables that work both formats, e-commerce and in-store. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, I think what 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 came home to me is uh, technology always leapfrogs in the face of challenge and adversity. Um, and you know, many of us will have seen it in Africa with the, you know, the advance of mobile phones and, and all the applications before you know, anyone even had landlines. Um, and, and that's what the pandemic's done for, for retailing and, and pushed that shift online much faster than it would have happened naturally. Um, I guess it, it's brought our products to a much wider audience. And the beauty of our partnership with Ocado is the complementary nature of the customers. There's very little overlap in that customer base um, and their platform is such an amazing showcase where people, you know, who don't necessarily shop at m and today and maybe don't go into their local store, get to understand the, the range that we have and try our products and hopefully love them because of the, the quality and the innovation. Um, I think my team, as, as I said before, are experienced in multi-channel because of our, our floral business and we massively value the the opportunity that that brings you to direct the right proposition to the right customer. And what that gives our suppliers and growers is much better utilization of their crops and and their equipment. Um, So we're used to using that tool. What we're now learning with produce is how to work with our Ricardo colleagues and leverage those those real synergies that that we see the benefit of in in Floral. Um, The the customer base has led us to develop products specifically for online originally. Um, But then again, because of the pandemic and the change in our shopper habits, we put a lot of those lines in store and they've been incredibly successful and actually might've put this growth of the family shopper in particular at risk if we hadn't had them. So, you know, absolutely, you know, initially it was thinking of them as, well, that's that customer and that's what they need. But increasingly, we're we're chasing the customer and and where they're going and what matters to them. And having that multi-channel flexibility is is such an incredible opportunity for us.
0: And and the issue of multi-channel is is crucial because, I mean, it's not that we're hoping that everybody goes and just shops online forever and a day. Uh, that people will want to come back into store and they will want to, as it were, have a a, a pleasurable experience there uh, because there's nothing in many ways more pleasant than going food shopping. Uh, it's It seems sad to me that for so many people it is a drudge when it really shouldn't be. And uh, I hope that these uh, new renewal stores help kind of uh, give that spirit of uh, of the fun. food shopping. Now, I I can't let you um, uh, go without uh, asking you about Brexit. Uh, You're a a UK retailer, um, uh, and Brexit must make a difference uh, to how you live your life as a a food retailer. Um, M&S has been bringing the best food to its shoppers from wherever it came in the world for so many years, including uh, the European Union. Now, do you see that changing? And is your focus now much more on how you can work with your supply chain here in in the UK? Uh,
1: I I think Brexit is an enormous administrative challenge that we all have to face into, but actually for us it's business as usual. Um, We have always pushed British. We we go into it as quickly as we can. So as soon as the quality is there, we will move to British Um, and then we will stay 100% British until either quality or availability falls off mm-hmm. um, you know so our commitment is there uh, we all know it's a significant investment but it really matters to us and it really matters to our customers and so our, other than the work we continually do to extend the British season um, I, I genuinely don't think we we plan to, to change anything that we do relating to British and and local and regional we have incredibly strong businesses in wales and scotland northern ireland and roi and it's really important that that we can deliver for those customers too Um, but british is seasonal and um you know we have to follow the sudden so to speak Um, we have to be able to delight our customers with great quality great eating products and you know innovation and newness because it helps them lead healthier lives and that's you know that's an ambition that, that sits at the heart of my team helping people to Enjoy produce um, to make their lives healthier.
0: Well, that that seems a very positive note on which to end. Lisa, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line by Lisa Raskia, Marks and Spencer's head of trading and fresh produce, horticulture and frozen. Lisa, thank you so much for coming on Fruitbox.
1: Chris, thank you so much for the opportunity.
0: Now, you can find today's conversation with Lisa and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. There's more about food retail in the next couple of episodes of Fruitbox, I hope. Uh, So do stay tuned and make Fruitbox your regular listen in 2021. That was Fruitbox and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. To sponsor a future episode, please email advertising at fruitnet.com. You can follow us on Twitter at FruitNet Live. And don't forget you can keep up to date with all the latest fresh produce industry news at fruitnet.com.